pickling. All right, we're live with, uh, whoops, WGON live traffic report, and we think we finally got this uh, dual video thing nailed down, so we, <laughs> we thought we'd uh, give it a crack and also take a shot at uh, uh, the dual video and do an announcement as well for uh, a video we're going to do this Saturday. What a... What do you what do you think about that, Matt? Well, I think it's going to be pretty neat. Uh, I know a couple weeks ago we tried the dual Facebook Live, only to realize after the broadcast started that Facebook removed that option, and to our surprise, it was me for about an hour, kind of hanging out with everybody. But uh, this is pretty neat. This is a a service that I was introduced to when I was doing a. Uh, Sunday night Facebook Live event with actually with George Romero's son, George Cameron Romero. And we realized this is a little kind of like a, a broadcast studio where up to six people can be actually on this video at any time. Uh, and we can cycle people through and, and kind of just have a dialogue going, a chat and just kind of a, a place to hang out for a little bit. And you know, this is this is going to be something new. I think we're going to try to do this every once in a while and just to keep things going. You know, we're kind of we're quarantined and, <laughs> yeah. you know, every one of us has had a, a convention or two already canceled and the schedule's not looking too good for the next month or so. And why not? We are uh, we're knee deep into the next couple of episodes uh, that we've already gotten the bag or planned out. So this is kind of like a supplemental material uh, bit for WGON Radio, just to kind of keep people engaged and and find out what's going on in the the world of Romero and what people want to see and and what they're excited for. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned you know a lot of the cancellations, and we're awfully worried about the Living Dead weekend and. Um, you know, they're they're normal folks like you and I. They're not, you know, millionaires. So, it's, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, if they have to cancel or or uh, push this event back, it's going to be a huge financial hit. So just while it's on my mind, like this hat I'm wearing, um, I've just I, I actually used to have it on the shelf, but I've, I've broken it out recently and I, I want to get a backup. But um, this hat that I'm wearing can be purchased through the living dead uh, museums online store you can get over there and uh, support those guys right now because they typically they make a lot of their money off of uh, conventions and those aren't going on right now and maybe their convention i really hope it happens uh, but even that one may not happen as well so yeah i plan on there's a little three pack they've got it's this hat and then it's uh a couple of the pins like a wgon pin and a the Monroeville Mall logo pen, all three of them together for thirty bucks. I, I think I'm going to pick that up and uh, and yeah, put you know keep this as my uh, wear wearable uh, BP BNP trucking hat and put one on the shelf. But uh, get over there and support Living Dead Weekend and uh, Living Dead Museum. Yeah, I know we're we're all hoping and and praying that this this virus starts to subside with enough time for us to actually come out of our house get back to what we consider a normal life and 
you know, work picks back up, normal activities pick up. And, you know, if we have to wait until June to start seeing people and, and getting out and having a good time, you know, I guess we're going to have to wait, but yeah, Kevin and those guys, we're really hoping that the show will go on. We know that uh, Steel City Con moved their show from April to the same weekend. So you're going to have a great opportunity to do two shows in the same weekend. And I think they will be mutually beneficial for each other. And it's it's one of those weird things where that happened a couple of years ago. Where the, the Living Dead weekend in 2018 was at the, the Steel City Con uh, convention center at the same time that they were having their show. And it, it was pretty neat. It was, it was, you know, a good tended show. I do enjoy the fact that the living dead weekend in June is in the mall. Uh, we walk into the mall at nine or 10 in the morning and we leave at midnight or later. I mean, you can't really beat that <laughs> for, for a weekend for a bunch of us, George Romero fans, but or later. Yeah. Yeah. Or way later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a long night. Um, but yeah, no, it's this is going to be pretty neat. We're I, I'm glad that 2020 is hopefully going to be the year that we really pick up the show. And, you know, our plan is and, and I think uh, we talk about this in, in the, the episode that we just dropped. You know, we're going to try to do at least two shows a month, uh, plus a supplemental material piece like this, uh, especially just because we have the time. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff you know, coming out with the, the second site, uh, release of Dawn and Martin and whatnot. But yeah, Eric, you just dropped episode 12 last night on us. Tell us a little bit about what we got in that episode. Well, yeah, we do a little bit of catch up cause we haven't done an episode. We haven't dropped an episode since last November. Um, and even that episode was the material was about a month old. So we, we kind of catch up on everything that we've been up to since then. Some, Romero items that we picked up uh, in the last four or five months. And we also get back on board with Dawn of the Dead Minute with minute number two. And it's amazing. I mean, we even talk on the episode about maybe, you know, editing together a composite uh, episode at the end of all this, of all the minutes together, <laughs> which, I mean, I, I think I was exaggerating and saying 15 hours, but it's going to be more like a hundred hours and that's a legit estimation. Uh, if you think uh, we're about two, two minutes deep so far, about 45 minutes of pop and you know, there's bound to be some more eventful minutes coming up. So <laughs> yeah, good thing. Um, we're not doing the, uh, the extended mall cut mm -hmm. that you can find on YouTube because I think that the dawn of the dead minute would just end up be taking over WGO and radio and mm -hmm. I, I think that's something we wouldn't mind, but obviously we're uh, we're building a little bit of an audience with all the all-encompassing Romero portion of the podcast. But the Dawn of the Dead Minute, it's sort of self-serving for both of us, but it, it is pretty neat that you know we hope people go back and you know oh I never noticed that guy in the green shirt in the back and who was he oh he was that guy what I never watched that before and. And really try to to really get people engaged with with Dawn forty some years after it's been released, but um, yeah, episode twelve that was that was fun. It was fun to get back on that horse just because you know it'd been what, four or five months, uh, just because your life was busy, my life was busy, and we were like, oh, let's go, let's do it. And we 
had a couple of false starts almost there. We were going to try to do something, I think, in January and February. And, you know, finally mm-hmm. at the end of March, we were able to like, all right, let's do this. And I think we've talked more in the last 10 days than we did in the previous two or three months. And, you know, it's been kind of fun and refreshing. Yeah, no, we're definitely back on board. Got a couple of live videos in our back pocket. Uh, Lyle Moyer's watching. Want to give a shout out to friend of the show, Lyle. Hope to see you. Lyle in June. Lyle. If, if not, we'll we'll uh, we'll certainly see you whenever this thing ends up happening. Uh, but hopefully, the June date holds. So, um, thanks for watching. And um, you know, as you were saying, uh, talking about the uh, Dawn of the Dead minute, I had an idea. I think the YouTube limit for a video is like 10 hours, something yeah. like that. It, it's a weird number, but it's pretty long. I I was thinking, you know, like legit a hundred hours at the end of this Dawn of the Dead <laughs> minute thing. So maybe, you know, we could put it on all together, you know, not, con- you know, not all together in one video, obviously in 10 hour segments uh, <laughs> and just, you know, do the still shots. Uh, as we're talking about each little point, I, you know, I doubt it's so obscure and oddball. I doubt Rubenstein could, you know, do. No, nah, we're even we're, Rubenstein could could appreciate what what we're doing. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna mind. It's not like we're making money off of it or anything, but you know, it'll, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see when this all comes together and we start getting into some of those scenes where you know the big montages and there's a lot going on. I mean. We're still in the WGON studio in minute two. We haven't even gotten to the introduction of any one of the main characters outside of Fran. And it'll be it'll be interesting when we get to those big all-encompassing zombie-filled scenes and when you start to get into uh-huh. some of the bloopers that we know. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to find out if we there's a minute out there that's gonna be a two-hour minute. I already know it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Will, Will is watching. He says he's going to start his own podcast, working on his own podcast, and he wonders if if uh, we will be on it. And I'm sure we will, depending on what the subject matter is. Yeah, if it's, <laughs> if it's a Dawn of the Dead 04 podcast, just sign me up for every episode. I've, I've been dying to talk about that for about 16 years, so hopefully Will is doing what he's, what we're doing, except with the remake. You know, I really, really hope Will now. I think I think Will said something to me about it before. Uh, I told him I'm game, so you know whatever he's got planned, I'm sure I I definitely will enjoy being involved with that. You don't know what it's about though. You, you, uh, you know what? I don't remember. I think he did tell me, but you know, I just <laughs> just tonight, like in the last like 45 minutes, I've gotten like a, a dozen texts from different people just about random stuff and i'm like i'm trying to keep up with all my messages uh wednesday night activity seems to be pretty hot i think people are uh are becoming night owls because everyone that is uh sleeping in yeah everyone's sleeping in now they're up late like me i was up till one o'clock this morning and i went to bed and as soon as i went to bed it started to storm so i was up for like another hour and a half till i could fall asleep and then getting back up to go to work because I'm considered essential. I was I was dragging mm-hmm. a little bit today. I was about two o'clock. I was ready to clock out and, and come home and take a nap. And yeah, that didn't happen. 
Will says the podcast is about uh, random stuff, just weird culture, so whatever you guys want to talk about. Will, you want to come on the video? You you in a position to do that? Just Are uh, you wearing pants? Yes, you have pants on. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not even Dawn of the Dead. You know, I'm sure we. You know, I'm sure I could find any topic to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down for any kind of uh, (laughs) 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 any kind of pop culture topic. Romero wrestling. I know. uh, I know. Will's. uh, I mean, I'm a wrestling mark. I think I'll leave it to to the two of you to decide who's the bigger of the two, but. Uh, I, well, I, I think Will might be the bigger mark, uh, but it, I guess it depends on the era and who you're talking about. Because I could, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of knowledge from say like 2004 to 2010. I really wasn't into wrestling. I didn't really watch it. Just kind of, me either. Just kind of, just kind of petered out for me after the Attitude Era, and I got out of college and and all that stuff and just kind of randomly picked it back up when my son was like two or three and he, he caught me watching it one night and he was hooked. And the funny part is, is he doesn't really watch it, but my daughter's super into it and she's really having a hard time calling John Moxley, John Moxley. She's no, he's Dean Ambrose. No, Mm -hmm. he's John Moxley. No, he's Dean Ambrose. Now she's nine. Now she knows, you know, he's an AEW. She knows his name is John Moxley but she just likes to call him Dean Ambrose. I think because I like to be a little bit stricter on calling him what his name actually is. I think she does it to get under my skin a little bit, but well, it's kind of like when you were a kid and you saw Corvette summer for, with uh, Luke Skywalker for the first time, you're like, what the shit is this? <laughs> it's Luke Skywalker with Annie Potts. <laughs> hey, Will, I just sent you a, uh, I sent you a link to your, uh, Facebook Messenger. Hop, hop in there and click on it if you if you want to jump in here. Um, so it's interesting with this thing. We can through this apparatus we can see the chats, but it does not distinguish who is who. It just says Facebook user. So I'm kind of peeking. I, I at the feed on the phone. I saw that. I wonder if it was on my end because I wasn't logged in. I'm sure. It, and guys, anyone watching this now or coming to the website, we're still kind of figuring some of the mechanics of this out. You know, we're we our our ideas sometimes get ahead of us, and we kind of back into it. Um, uh, he didn't get the link. Uh, oh, Eric, you popped up. Your name popped up on my end, and then what you mean? I saw your name, everyone else's Facebook user, and then it says Eric Kent on the on the live comments. Hmm. Yeah, I'm on the phone, so I can see who is saying what. Uh, but I'm not going to this. It's weird. Uh, Mark Anthony Curzon says, hey, guys, it's 5 a.m. in the U.K. So, hey. I was wondering who know, that maybe, was. Maybe 11, 11.30 midnight is okay for our friends overseas that they can, uh, you know, just set the alarm, get up a little early. I mean, everybody's stuck at home. Uh, you know, yeah, we're getting a couple you know, people we're... joining in, so that's pretty neat. You know, this is guys. This is just kind of impromptu. We figured we were going to come on and and just kind of BS for a couple minutes. Um, 
if you if you don't see at the bottom the 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 news ticker at the bottom live show this Saturday April 11th a little bit more of a structure uh, you know if guys want to come on and chat and say hi I know we only get to see each other in person once or twice a year and you know we always talk on Facebook or text or whatnot and you know just be kind of cool so you know anyone that comes in on Saturday and wants to wants to pop on the video we'll send you the link I'm a, I'm a, uh waiting in the green wgo in green room is mr willis right now i'm gonna let him uh fix his hair he looks he looks <laughs> okay i think he's out of makeup and there he is there he is what's going on guys hey Not a this, is my, uh, this is my hair this is what happens when you get this is what happens when you get uh furloughed and you uh are waiting for unemployment you just kind of don't care you've given up yeah, so I'm telling you, my, my this is my uh, essential uh, worker hair. You know, I I have to do my hair every day, and I'll tell you what, it's been a bitch. Uh, yeah. about just you know cutting it all off. You should. <laughs> so in the so what I was saying, it's in the infancy. Me and my friend Brittany. Wow. Um, you, she, I think she's a fan of the Dawn Group, but she went to all the Romero Lives events, and she's really in. She's into video production. And we started talking with this other gentleman, David Fairhead, who runs like a podcast network. And he's like, would you ever want to do a podcast? And he like gave me the ins and outs of what I should do. So we recorded a couple episodes. So we're still getting our feet wet. But I think it'd be cool to have you guys on to do like we could do like a watch along or talk about. I don't know. I want to talk about Dark Side of the Ring or I want to talk about like pop culture stuff. Not necessarily Dawn of the Dead. Just kind of have our own like flair to it, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, we're we're two years into WGO and we're still getting our feet wet. So don't worry. It takes a little while. <laughs> yeah. You know, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And, you know, we'll we'll be a little bit more consistent. But yeah, I mean, you know, pop culture stuff is great because we're all we're we've all been big nerds for for most of our lives. And now it's totally acceptable to be a nerd and be into wrestling and Star Wars and, you know, movies and all that kind of shit. And it's, you know, it's, not, it's not acceptable to be into Star Wars. I don't know who told you that. Um, Eric, can you kick him out? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, let me see. We'll so, talk, yeah. uh, so you're, it's just kind of a mishmash of, uh, pop culture, whatever. I mean, I, I mean, if you honestly, you don't even have to pregame a, a topic with me. If you just want to say, come on, I'm, I'm sure if we just start bullshitting. Yeah. We'll, come we'll on. Stop on the record button three hours later. So. Yeah, well, I think we could come on, and Brittany's cool because she does video production, so she has a different perspective. She loves all this stuff, but she talks about more of the technical aspects, and so she likes to talk about that kind of stuff or, like, showing her stuff she's never seen. So I thought it would be cool to have, like, maybe the four of us. I don't know. I don't think four people is too many. Maybe three or four of us just kind of get together and just kind of, you know, just have a – get to like a – um like the talk is Jericho thing where we just kind of spitball on ideas for like an hour or something. I think it'd be fun to have the four of us get together and do it. Yeah. You never know where the conversation's going to lead, you know, having four people, you get a lot of different perspectives and, you know, someone might not like something and someone else will really love something. You never know what kind of spirited conversations you're going to get, uh, depending on the topic. Are you talking about the Jericho podcast with the Anderson and yeah, the yeah. tag team? What yeah. are those called? Gallows and Anderson. 
Yeah, or, or the yeah. Way everybody just interrupts each other, and it's it's just it's just fun. Did, uh, did you? Uh, the it's probably the last one they did. It was a you know because he has been out of WWE for a while, but it was the one where they actually called uh, Carlos Colon, and it, one of them was doing like the imitation of Rip Tile, and he Carlos was like, oh, send, "Send me a tape. Maybe we'll book him." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I, I don't listen to that one. It's like I ripped TV. What did what did you what did you guys think of uh, WrestleMania? Well, you said you didn't watch it, Eric, right? No, but I did listen to Corny's play by play today. Mark, oh, I didn't. I didn't hear him rip riff on it. What was his riff on the whole thing? He seemed to pretty. He's not down with the no crowd thing, but he seemed to. He was actually overly. You know, pretty much positive on it. You know, give it give it to Cornette to be against something that's out of everybody's control that just happens to be his. You know, he wouldn't be corny if he didn't have some sort of anger issue about something no one else really does. I mean, it, well, yeah, but I didn't even watch it, but you can think of, think about some things like Goldberg kind of needs a crowd. You know well, what I mean? I, I was listening to 83 Weeks today because uh, Conrad and Eric were recapping WrestleMania. And, and Eric had, you know, a lot of good feedback. And, you know, one of the biggest things was due to the lack of crowd, you could really hear the trash talking and, and yeah. really see these guys perform very differently. But there was a lot of times there were uh, spots and a lot of the heels who can really react off a of crowd heat didn't have it. So like the, the Baron Corbin Elias match didn't have the heat that it should no. have. No. What did you? Think, what? How did you feel about the uh, Randy Orton Edge match? I thought it went on way too long. I thought. Oh, yeah. No. I was. <laughs> I was just about to agree with you on that. I. I felt that the. Um, the announcers fell asleep about fifteen minutes into it. They killed it. They killed it for me because I was like, okay, this is kind of exciting, and then they did the whole controversial, like spot with, uh, with uh, the, the gym equipment. That everybody's like, oh, that's that's a callback to oh, like Benoit. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know they didn't do that on purpose, but it's like I get, but they should have known better, I suppose. Yeah, it was it was, yeah, it went on about ten minutes too long, and and the only thing I don't like about last man standing matches, or you know, no holds bar matches, is that they feel they have to use the arena. You know, yeah, I didn't right. I didn't feel that it had to go into the back that long because if you're going to do that you might as well just start the match back there and instead of them starting it in the ring and because you knew it was going there you knew they were going to use every square foot of that performance center they they should have done something more like a what would have been cool would have been like a texas death match where they pinned them and then had to get back to the ring because that would at least added some you know some urgency some some kind of stake to where instead of them just bouncing each other's heads off things for 35 minutes, I think if they would have made it like a Texas death match, it would have been a lot cooler as far yeah. as getting back, you know, rushing to get back to the ring or tying somebody up, like tie somebody up in the weight equipment, like call back to like crush, crush and, and macho man, the best match, but like crush and macho man at WrestleMania 10. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. It was, it would have been neat if they just would have just, brawled and beat the shit out of each other in that ring for 20 minutes rather mm. than just just go everywhere because i mean the cool spot of edge crawling on the ceiling and dropping the elbow was cool but they just spent way too much time on top of that tractor trailer it just 
it, it just felt that you knew spots like that were coming and it, it turned into a little bit of a spot fest and it, it just, it was lackluster for what I really wanted. But I mean, again, mm. you know, I got, I got what I got. I really can't complain. What, but, was your, what was your match of the night? Eric, you got to go back and watch WrestleMania or at least watch. Did you watch the Yeah, feed? I will. I just don't have the uh, network right now. Oh, well, hit, uh, me up, hit me up off off of camera and we'll take care of that. <laughs> for an official screener. For an official screener. <laughs> um, my match of the night, I, oh, man, you know, Owens and, and Rollins was really good. Surprisingly, um, I, I I think Owens I think Owens carried that match more than anything. Um, you know the the Boneyard match was was great for the interactions between AJ and the Undertaker. I felt that the trash talk they had really made that match stand out because it could have been it was Jeez. borderline hokey. Yeah, there, well, it there, was it was it was hokey. It was. Very like not even surreal. It was just like, what am I watching? But like when you take it all in for what it is, it was highly entertaining. And I don't know if that was it was obviously maybe due to them not having any fans, but I imagine that's what they were going to do to begin with. So maybe they were allowed to go a little further since they knew. Yeah, they I was wondering if they were going to do that live, but it, I, I I think the way Vince saw it, and, and that's probably my only criticism of it is I think Vince is going to take this as look what I did with these two matches. I'm going to do more of them and he'll see that as entertainment. And I, I'm, I don't tune into WWE for Boneyard or Funhouse matches. You know, I think what's going to happen is you're going to get the law of diminishing returns. I agree. But maybe if they keep it within the realm of Bray Wyatt or Undertaker and don't and not do it every three months, or I, I would like to see a hybrid match. You know, we we saw spoiler alert Bray Wyatt, you know, get his win back from WrestleMania 30. Maybe if they did something like that with Bray Wyatt and the Undertaker, where they combined the Firefly and the Boneyard match, I don't know how they would do that, but I think that's the next logical step if you put those two together. Yeah, I think those are the only two guys that could <laughs> could carry that type of cinematic match. Um, but I, I think the I think the the only saving grace of that type of match is it's it's going to work for the Undertaker at his point at this point in his career because he can't handle a fast paced match with someone like a Roman Reigns right now. And no. and I think AJ really brought it to taker and i again i think he brought it through the trash talk and and just bringing that aspect which if it would have been anyone where there wasn't any talking i don't think it would have been as enjoyable no i agree completely sorry i'm, I'm moving around i don't everybody has something cool behind them right now so i have to, <laughs> I have to adjust. Oh. hey will i wanted to ask you um do you know someone or do you know someone that's involved with the Tom Savini smoke and mirrors documentary that was released on shutter uh, yeah, a couple months I, back? I'm uh, good friends as Matt is, I believe with uh, Jason Baker. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the one who directed it. Mm -hmm. He took three years, three, actually I think it was like five years when it was all said and done putting it all together. But yeah, Jay, he's actually also involved. He was involved with the uh, Funhouse match as well. Uh, spoiler mm -hmm. alert. 
it was his idea to for well he said they had the idea of doing um John Cena coming out as Hulk Hogan and Bray Wyatt being Eric Bischoff. <laughs> but they were just going to have Cena go out regular. And Jason told me, he said, well, we were right next to the warehouse. And he, I guess he stopped him. He said, well, grab the NWO belt. It's got to be over there. So they weren't going to do it initially. And so it was Jason's idea for them to grab the uh, NWO belt and have him play the guitar like Hogan did when he came out. So I thought that was a cool little touch. That was my favorite part of the match, considering I'm a big you know, Hulk Hogan, Mark, and NWO. I was like, yeah, that was my favorite part of the match. Oh, I agree. That was the best part of the match completely. And they are canon now, both NWO members, because once you're NWO, you're NWO for life. For life. <laughs> for That's right. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't come on to, like, hijack your show i just wanted to say hello but i appreciate you having me on this is super fun yeah no it's fun we ever want to test the technology and the capabilities i mean the three the three-way camera looks great i guess i guess with the four-way would go into like kind of the you know the four corner yeah it puts golden eye three i think it does like three across yeah i was watching one of the the feeds that that george's son had done and all six people were like they had their own blocks three three on each side and it, it looked, you know, it looked pretty good. Can we get like the Brady bunch? Can we get like six people in here and just have like a <laughs> <laughs> and look up at each other and oh, here we go. Well, here's a variation. Oh, there like you go. That. We got more air. Okay, there, like that. I'll switching it up here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we uh, were playing around with this the other night, just trying to figure it out and have a good time with it. So Jason was the director and like the Jason was part of. He helped, yeah, he was, on, and uh, his um, wife, Mandy, Mandy Baker, uh, she did the puppet for uh, Ramblin' Rabbit, and she did some of the other stuff, so they both worked on the production. Actually, as it was streaming, he uh, he uh, Zeused me or whatever, like, he video called me, and he's like, do you want to watch this together? I'm like, absolutely, so I got to watch it. He's like, yeah, we did this, and we, so he's like narrating it as it's going on. He's like, oh, watch this spot, and I'm like, oh, that's super cool. So that's awesome. it, was cool. it was kind of cool to live live stream it with him. Yeah. Maybe, I uh, that, you think he'd be down for something like this for, uh, maybe. for like a video? Yeah, he's, yeah. Al- he's always, he's always down for stuff. Um, I was going to talk to him about having him on my show, but you guys should totally do it because he works with Savini. He did smoke and mirrors. So it would be cool. I'm sure he would be down. I can reach out to him or give you his contact. So. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you you take care of yourself first. But like, well, you why don't you do them on the your podcast, and we'll bring them on like on a you know WGON live traffic report. Yeah, there's plenty to go around, man. Everybody's producing uh-huh. content. That's I just kind of want to do. I want to be more laissez faire. You know, I, there's people like you guys report on. I mean, not the pigeonhole. You guys do everything, but you're based in Dawn of the Dead and Romero stuff. I just kind of want to bring interesting people on and be like. Well, you like, yes, you're from this area, but you like the Like, for example, Matt, you know, he's known for Blair Witch and and Romero stuff, but he likes pro wrestling. So it would be cool to have a podcast where Matt and I talk about pro wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, shoehorned into Dawn of the Dead. Of course, yeah. I love Dawn of the Dead. So. But, yeah, no, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I, we were, 
Eric, did you watch AEW tonight? Because when we were talking earlier, AEW yeah. was still on. Uh, I was wondering if you were waiting I for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was editing it, and I knew we could do this. You would be in the clear as soon as it was. Over. I have not I'll seen watch the it. recent That's AEW. This. What were your What were your non spoiler thoughts? Uh, again, not a bad show. A couple really good matches. Matt Hardy did a a, a pretty good promo again tonight. Uh, he he's been killing it the last couple of weeks that he's been on, and Jericho was on commentary all night, so that was actually pretty good. Jericho, oh, Jericho's amazing. He was doing a live. He does Saturday night special live stream, and he was streaming during. He he didn't even know WrestleMania was two nights. It was hilarious because he was streaming, and people were like, "WrestleMania is going on." He's like, "Tonight?" Like he had no. It was, yeah. it was pretty but the the Jericho was cool. We had him at Steel City Con before. And he was very down to earth. He was just jamming. He had this phone and he was just jamming Slayer and shit. And I was like calling out the songs. He's like, yeah. And he and I hit it <laughs> off pretty well. I have, a, I have a selfie somewhere of, it's like the weirdest selfie. We were just walking through like the backstage area. And it was like me, Jericho, and then Abraham from The Walking Dead. So that's the picture I have of Jericho. I don't know where you want to He's like, oh, dude, can we get in a picture? And I'm like, I was like, I'll take a picture of you guys. They're like, no, hop in here. So I was like, Abraham, Jericho, and myself. It's like two burly dudes and then just like me in the middle. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh. I, I love I love Jericho in dad bod mode, though. I mean, I'm not picking on him, but he clearly <laughs> – he's going like Greg – I think he's doing it on purpose. I think he's not like getting, cause he, he's been like two years ago. He was like in the best shape of his mm-hmm. life, but I think he's going for like old school heel where it was just like, they're out of shape, but like Greg Valentine comes to mind. He was like the most out of shape looking guy, but he could beat the shit out of anybody. Yeah. He was a tough son of a bitch. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know a lot of people say that every week when Jericho comes on they're they're tagging him online to get him start up DDP yoga again. And, uh, I there there was a clip I saw of him a couple weeks ago, and it was from WWE like two three years ago, and I was like, "Damn, he was ripped!" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He, yeah when mm-hmm. he came back, when he came back, I was just watching his match with um, I guess it's a while ago now, but with CM Punk, a very underrated match where they wrestled for the title at uh, WrestleMania twenty eight, I believe it was, and it was just phenomenal. But it, he was. He had like six pack abs. He was completely mm-hmm. ripped. So it's like, you know, I think it's I think it's a choice. I think he's just like, I'm not gonna kill myself working out and being an out of shape heel is it's like gets you even more heat. I I miss the out of shape guys. I love not out of shape because shit, he could run circles around me, but physically looking like dad bod looking. I like that. I like that look. What happened? Uh, what happened to his chest though? Something happened there that disfigured his frontal torso area and he was never right except similar to the thing Kofi Kingston's got going on something happened there oh where he has like a concave chest yeah I mean yeah it it wasn't always like that it's like the structure like he tore something or something changed uh, right before he returned to WWE like that last time I don't know maybe he tore his pec I know when Guys tear their pecs, their chest never quite looks the same. But mm-hmm. I don't know, John Cena looks fucking still like a brick shit house, even at how fucking old he is. He's got uh-huh. nerve damage to the middle of his chest, preventing his pecs from popping. So yeah, um, kind of kind of similar. I just I just went to a quick Google search. Um looks like a couple years ago. So yeah, it looks like a uh a, a ner- some nerve damage. It's insane. Yeah. 
did you guys watch did you guys see the uh dark side of the ring for the bra for all yet no i I haven't watched that one yet i just saw a pop-up on youtube i was on today and i forgot it was out so i'll probably watch tomorrow on my lunch break uh don't yeah i I guess we can't spoil it for matt but eric what did you think it's it's good uh, better than I thought it would be. I, it's at first it kind of sounded like maybe just a uh, you know filler episode, kind of like the uh, Montreal season, but it, it turned out to be pretty good. There's some good interview. I like that they had Godfather on there. Um, I wish right. that they had gotten. Uh, it, it really could have used Bradshaw big time. I'm sure Bradshaw. They, I'm sure they asked Bradshaw and he told them to yeah. screw off. Not, not <laughs> his best hour. <laughs> yeah, it was completely designed to make him look like a chump, and successfully did. But I don't know. Yeah, that guy was that guy was pretty pretty damn tough. I mean, uh, no shame in I, getting clocked by that dude. Uh, I would not want to get hit by him. But my favorite story of Bradshaw was he was picking on Joey Styles, and he just kept picking on him and like pushing him. And then they were backstage, and he just said something cross to him, and Joey. Joey Styles, by everyone's account that was there, like threw a right cross and knocked him out with like one punch. Like he knocked out Joey Styles knocked Brad out Brad. Style? Yes. Look at Google it. Mm. Like it's it's a known story amongst the wrestlers. That yeah, Joey Styles Joey Styles so damn tiny. Uh it doesn't yeah. matter, man. You yeah. get you I mean, it's I think that right Conor McGregor's tiny, but he, he would whip all of us. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> oh, not together he wouldn't not together we could we could team it we could hold him down so, matt so what are your plans for what are your plans for um your show your blair witch show i haven't heard anything i i i was just talking to a couple of people i normally announce the blair witch experience around this time but who knows what August, September, October are going to be like, you know, if stuff doesn't happen in the spring or summer, you know, most people already have a jam packed September, October. And I, I, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of waiting it out. You know, I'm going to try to hopefully get something up by June. Um, I would hate to have an off year. Um, Cause no. I had a kick-ass uh, big event last year, but I don't, I don't know. I, I have a feeling, you know, I don't want to step on toes of, of too many shows. You know, if someone has to, you know, cause monster mania was normally the first weekend in October. Well, last year he moved it to the third weekend in October and then any other shows are going to, you know, chiller, you know, living dead weekend, all that kind of stuff's just going to jam pack into October, especially if they're missing shows in the spring and summer. And I'm sure Romero Liz will do another big thing in October as well. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. Uh, You know, people love it. You know, you know, I got a bus last year um, and I got two buses last year. Uh, I won't do two buses again. I'll do one. Uh, Keep it limited. You know, I don't expect to get 50 people a year. Uh, You know, I get 25, 30 people and get a bus, you know, won't be so packed. People can hang out and not be so crowded and cramped, but I'm just kind of playing a wait and see game. I hate doing it. It's, it's causing me a little bit of anxiety when I think about it. Um, so I don't know. Well, I didn't mean to give you anxiety. I apologize. No, I I, I think about it every day because 
I'm just thinking, yeah, I have about what six months, and yeah, you know, no one's really asked me about it, which kind of makes me think that everything else going on in the world is taking precedence, and I don't want. I just don't want to add to something and then have to cancel it or, or whatnot. What, what really sucks is there's people like myself. I'm all right now, but waiting on unemployment that don't know if we're going back to our jobs. Um, I work. I recently stepped down from Living Dead Weekend, but I work Steel City Con, and that we ended up having. I didn't move it. I just work for them, but it's on the same weekend, and it's not because we want to compete with them. It's just because that's the only weekend the convention center was available. So it's now we're having it on the same weekend, but I think that could be a good thing if people go to both. So maybe we'll get, they'll get a little more exposure from us and we'll get a little more exposure from them. Hopefully there's some crossover there is what I'm hoping. Well, how are you feeling about that June date uh, from a steel city con perspective? You're feeling pretty, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. What's the word right now, I guess, is what I'm asking. We're moving forward. Um, I talk to, you know, Bob and Denise pretty regularly, and, you know, we're moving forward We're until we hear otherwise. That's all we can do, and that's all any show can do. And, um, you know, there was some, you know, sometimes we catch criticism, but it's a business, and we can't stop living, and we can't live in fear forever, you know? So it's – I, I don't make those calls. I They make the calls and I help propagate them. So I help, you know, I'm logistic. So I they're like, here's the box. Here's what we need to happen. Here's what can you do to help us make this happen? Or here's what we need you to do to help us make it happen. So I think it's better to have moved it early and let everybody know. And then hopefully we get out of how we can get out of the house by May 1st or the at latest end of May. And I think a lot of people, are going to want to go out and do something. But I, my fear is the negative impact of, you know, the economy. It's like, well, people have money to do things. Yeah. We were, mm. we were talking about that just last week and, you know, it concerns us because, you know, Bob and Denise and Kevin and those guys, you know, they sink a lot of money and, and hope to make enough to keep the show running. And, and that was my exact concern is you go back to work, but you're a month or two behind you don't have that money and you know if you still put on a show and no one comes you know that's bad for the show it's worse than canceling it and in, in the well, hopes that people would would make it luckily for steel city and i don't know about i can't speak to living dead weekend but luckily for steel city we did pre-sell a lot of tickets in april and those tickets will just you know roll over to the next show so june but so i think the people will show up and most of our guests, you know, um, Robert England's still coming. Most of our guests have agreed to come in June. So I, I'm hoping like hell. I'm praying like hell we get out of this, you know, because I just, I want everybody to come. I want everybody to have a good time. It, you know, this sucks. And it'll be one of the first mass gather, gatherings here in Pittsburgh once we get released. <laughs> yeah. I, and don't get me wrong. I get the severity in this, like the seriousness of, the COVID-19, but it's, I just hope we get through it. Uh, you know, originally we were told the next two weeks, well, this week and next week where we're going to be the high point, but now there's getting reports of people getting reinfected in China and there's so much misinformation out there. It's, it's like, it's a real wait and see, and it's kind of scary. Yeah. I'm afraid that we're going to get out and it's going to flare back up again. 
And, you know, that's like you said, there's a lot of misinformation. People are getting antsy. Um, I work uh, for a financial institution and I can tell over the last week, some of my account holders, you could just tell the outside world and, and what they have to do in their life now is just kind of affecting them. Uh, you know, when it was a week or two, it's like, oh yeah, we'll make it through this. And now they're, they're starting to revamp their thinking and, and I'm thinking at least two more months this month, the next month at a minimum. And, you know, if June 1st rolls around and and we get let out, it's not going to be business as normal on that day one, you know, all the businesses that are going to reopen, you know, just you know, something stupid, you know, I haven't gotten comic books in three weeks because Diamond is not shipping comics from their warehouses. Yeah, Diamond Diamond is in financial ruin. I would just watch something or read something on them to where Diamond might fold and like who's going to, which is a bittersweet pill for a lot of, my, a lot of my friends are comic dealers and own comic shops and they hate dealing with Diamond, mm-hmm. but also Diamond's the only game in town. So who's going to step up and do comics distribution and, toy distribution when they're gone so i don't know it, it could somebody rise could a little company rise out of the ashes and say well here's how we're gonna do it we're no longer gonna you know because i have friends that you know my one friend paul um he runs geekadrome here in pittsburgh he's just a little shop and i just get a few books from it i haven't been able to get books for because you know food food and lit and rent and things like that are more important right now but um um but I love, I pick up like three or four books from him a month and he just orders, you know, enough to sustain and, and gets by on gaming and stuff, but he, he can't adhere a lot to like the diamond regulations of, well, if you want this variant cover, you need to order 500 copies. And that's my gripe with diamond is they really, they're, they're kind of an, a, a monopoly. I mean, they are a monopoly. It is what it is. Well, it to- I mean, that also comes from from the publishers as well. You know, Marvel's going to put that variant out. You know, they're only going to put X number of variants out, and you'll get the you know you'll get mile high comics that will order to you know five thousand copies or whatever True. it is. And, you know, in the you know the comic store I go to, I also get guitar lessons from him. He's been teaching guitar for thirty years, and you know we every I'm doing my guitar lessons on Facetime now. And, you know, we talk every week and he's also works for the post office. So he sees it from both ends. Yeah. And, and there's not a lot of optimism for any business owner at this point. And, and I feel really bad for him because I'm trying to help with some of those small business loans that are coming out and just the anxiety and, and the panic that people have to get their people money so that, you know, they can bring them into work and that they can still, you know, keep their business open. It's so weird to think that, you know, an illness that's been around for a month has really set things back six, eight months, if not a year or more to, to level back out and for us to not feel the effects. Yeah. Eric, are you still, are you still working? Yeah, I've been home for three weeks now. So I'm, I'm in a writing gig right now. So it worked out perfectly. Um, so it's, it, it, you know, monetarily everything, you know, has been no real disruption, uh, other than Good. having to stay locked down. So, yeah, I mean, things could be way worse. Have the kids here. At, I think it's at least until April 28th now. So, yeah, I mean, Penn, yeah, PA 
Yeah, I feel for you guys. I mean, you guys are still employed, which is nice, but it's like having, yeah, the kids around and they're getting raw. I don't know how, I know your kids are still, what, middle school age, right? Both of yours are grade school I, and middle school. I got one middle and one elementary yeah. yet. Yeah, but I can't imagine these. Can you imagine this being your senior year or like having to do your SATs or go to pro? Like these kids are just. Yeah, sucks. I feel I know. On top, I mean that's a real minuscule thing to think about, but the, their lives are forever ruined. Not ruined. You know what I'm saying? Like affected. I even uh, I think about my son. He's in seventh grade. I mean, seventh grade for me was huge. Like Guns and Roses and shit was out. Man, there was <laughs> girls. I mean, I'd have been crushed, bro. <laughs> missing the crushed. you know the the last three months. Can you give us <laughs> an Axel? Can you give us an Axel Rose impression? <laughs> I gotta work up to it. Get what, Matt, up Matt, to let's it. go down the line with an Axel Rose. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what I, mean? you, they, I, I could probably do fat Axel Rose as he was a couple of years ago, but I don't I don't think I'm very good at, at an oh, Axel Rose yeah. impression. <laughs> uh, what's your uh my friend Brian is a Guns N' Roses fanatic. He always argues with me that Axl Rose is the best. And he loves – it's not just – he's not short-sighted. He loves thousands of bands. His his vinyl collection's insane, and he always buys, like, the most expensive box set of whatever, Duran Duran or Depeche Mode or – but Guns N' Roses – or Faith No More. But Guns N' Roses is, like, his favorite all-time Axl Rose. And he's like, nobody can touch Axl Rose. And I'm like, all right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like okay. No, I mean he's he's up there, but I I couldn't I couldn't say he was necessarily the best. But, I mean I've seen him live a couple of times. So. Did you see? I mean, nowadays he's he's behaving. These days they uh, they start right at uh, eight thirty and they play for two and a half hours straight. And he's, uh, no he's, none of the drama he's, anymore. He's mellowed out in his old age. Well, it's weird. When they first came out, he was a little, ch- you know, he, little chubby, maybe twenty pounds overweight. But yeah. that, it's been like three years. Yeah. You think he'd have hit Atkins or something by now? I mean, he's on stage every other night, you know, running he's around for three still, hours. He's kicking. He's knocking him back. It's keep, that'll keep the weight on you. He just keeps knocking him back. Yeah. So, Gar- he's we still need, running he- around for two and a half hours every night. I mean, it, it's hot up there. Yeah, but it's I wonder cool. what he looks like after the curtain closes. Yeah, I mean, he sounds Probably looks better like than... The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds better than Vince Neil, at least. And the, and yeah. probably a cheaper ticket, or at least a more for your money ticket. I heard I heard Guns N' Roses is still a hell of a show to where Motley Crue, who knows? And the insanity of all those shows being canceled. This this summer was going to be like the biggest concert summer yeah. of the deck of, well, it's the new decade, but shit, of the 2000s i thought like it was insane you had guns and roses you had the cure was talking about touring uh over mm-hmm. here in the u.s and there was just all kinds of nine snails there's all kinds of things on the horizon and now who knows i mean it, this all seems small in the grand scheme of things but if you think about you know people live for that i live to go to shows like i saw a tool i just recently saw a tool but once again where's my my expendable income's gone so yeah, it's, hey, um, yeah. Who who is asking? Who's saying? How's the family, bro? Uh, it's Mark. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, we'll 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 try to figure out the the way to see the Facebook users uh, come up with your actual names by Saturday. <laughs> but <laughs> well, and, and and we were talking about that, you know, off air when we were recording over the last couple of weeks. You know, it's you know, Monster Mania canceled their March show. Chiller canceled their April show. I was supposed to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger a month ago, and um, and, and and that weekend was the first weekend that shows started to cancel. And it that was when I was like, oh, this is serious. And right. they weren't like quick to say, oh, we moved it six months. You know, they, they didn't even reschedule it yet. And now, you know, all the stuff we, we like to do is, is gone, postponed or not coming back this year. And just little things like, you know, I like to go to the comic book store. I like to go to the, the secondhand bookstore. Right. Yeah. You know, and do that. And, you know, the, the only saving grace is, besides working is I get to work around the house. You know, I have to come home every night from work. I don't, you know, I can't go anywhere. I've gone to Lowe's um, <laughs> twice a week for the last <laughs> month. <laughs> I, I finally finished the bathroom in my basement. Now I started power washing my front porch tonight. Cause I'm going to take the paint off of that and seal it. And then I'm going to move to the back deck. I'm it's, sure. I'm, I'm sure your wife's happy. She's like, yeah, come on COVID. Like, oh, you're getting oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I got nothing else to do. I come home, I do my DDPY, I practice guitar for a little bit and, you know, working around the house, you know, I got, you know, at least it's, it's happening in the winter slash springtime where I can still use the excuse of being inside and there's not much to do outside. But, you know, if this goes into the summer and, you know, you can't go anywhere and you're basically stuck in your backyard, um, that's gonna, that's gonna start stinging. And, yeah. you know, if you can't, if you can't go to the beach, you can't do anything. It's, it's going to be a big adjustment. I think it's really going to start for, I, I think people are just going to go out to spite themselves and despite other people. And I think it's just going to keep the problem, you know, on the forefront rather than making it better. Which is the worst thing that could happen. And, and that's, what's going to happen. I, I've, I've seen firsthand people say, Oh, I just, I need to get out. I don't care. And I'm like, well, if you don't care, it, you're going to be at home longer and you're going to make more of an issue. And I honestly think, you know, shut everything down for two, three weeks. Just, just take the loss now. Yeah. Just chill, just chill. And until yeah. we figure out what the hell's going on, you know, allegedly, it, allegedly they're working on a vaccine here in Pittsburgh, actually saw in an article. Yeah. I saw a UPMC or something was, was coming mm -hmm. out about that, but, they even, I think it said they're they're months away from human trials. Yeah, yeah, they're not even into human trials yet, so God knows. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's a weird time, and I think that's you know kind of I think underlying reason why Eric and I've been doing so many shows. We said, well, everyone's at home, <laughs> no one's going on vacation. Let's get our interviews in and let's get our stuff done. And you know, it's it it gives people something to do, it gives us something to look forward to, and. You know, especially mm -hmm. doing something like this. I mean, you know, what else we got going on? Absolutely. Bang them out. Yep. Yeah. And especially for you, too. We'll get your podcast off the ground and keep us posted as the developments. We're in the editing stage of the first two episodes. So we got two episodes in the can. We did um, a deep dive on, I'll tell you here, we did a deep dive on Joe Bega's movie Bliss. And then we did, um, which was cool. It's on shutter. Check it out. And then we did a uh, watch along that, you know, just start, start the film with us. We did a watch along on the thing. So we're still, 
still working on them, but yeah, we're in the editing process. We're still branding, but those are, those are things that we want to have a few in the pipeline when we're, when we launch. So, cause like I said, we're still getting our feet wet with it. So. Hey, what maybe. are you thinking going weekly? <laughs> no, I don't think we're going to do it that often. I think mm-hmm. maybe we'll do it to, to a month cause there's so many podcasts out there and unless there's demand, but I'm just kind of doing it as a, pet project you know if something more comes of it great but like and i don't mind putting over other people's podcasts because i listen to podcasts so like i said if you guys come on plug the shit out of your podcast or have me on like you are now i appreciate it you know what i'm saying so yeah i'm all mm-hmm. about building you know building a, a culture you know yeah hey we Give should we should call of- a couple wrestling matches on your podcast we could. Oh my God! I, we could do commentary. That's a great idea. Uh, have someone have someone pick a random match, fire up the network, and and just call it. It could be anything from NWA to NXT. You know, new, old, or whatever. Just someone picks a random year with a random match or something, and we just call the shit out of it and just have okay. fun with it. That sounds okay. You're on. You're on. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll What's the name of the this. podcast again? Uh, signals from Pittsburgh. Cool. Signals, signals from Pittsburgh. Yeah. So we're in, we're still in the infancy, but I, you know, you got the world exclusive here. Forever <laughs> 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 cares, but we're, yeah, we're working on logo design. We're, but we do have two, we ha- do have two recorded and are in the editing process. And I'm still learning. I'm not an on air personality, you know, I'm an off air personality. So I'm still finding my feet, you know. When it comes to the production end, give me a hot. Nobody ever takes me up on this, but if you're looking for a nice free way to host your podcast, I can and get it on iTunes and Spotify and that kind of thing. I can certainly help oh, you out. So. Totally, I'll put you in contact with uh, my production associate, Brittany. She's. I just give her all these titles because I was like, you do the technical end. I'll, I'll decide. You know. Not that that she doesn't decide. I was like, hey, "What do you think of doing this movie or this?" She's like, "Yeah, that all sounds good," but she likes to do the production. So I was like, "Cool." Oh, does she come out be- to Living Dead weekends or any of this? Yeah, she events? she yeah she's new to the scene, but she was there last year and um, she went to all. She was like one of the only people that went to every single night of Romero Lives. So she's a diehard Ugh. Romero fan. So damn nice. Yeah. So yeah, she would. And then, you know, we go to the, um, we go to the Garf events when they hold them up here. And then there's some, my buddy, uh, Dave, Dave Hood, he runs a uh, horror trivia every couple months at uh, Industry Pub here. And he's had, he actually, the first one he had, he had Greg Nicotero there. And then he's had Tom Savini. So he tries to get a guest for each one that he does too. So it's kind of cool. So, and it's, and it's legitimate, it's legitimate trivia. It's not like what's the name of the actor that plays Jigsaw? It's like hard shit. It's like, what year did this movie come out? Who directed it? Who produced it? You know, there are some easy questions thrown in. So, but he, he does, you know, he caters to the hardcore horror community too, which I appreciate because he's a film buff too. So. Uh, So, yeah. So what, so I heard the, and you guys probably already touched on this, but the Dawn of the Dead Blu-ray set is now delayed. Or the pre-order was delayed. Yeah, the pre-order is delayed. So yeah, it was supposed well, to be up like two they, weeks ago. 
They, I mean, I believe they're going to charge through the roof on this thing, but I mean, they, they need to know what to charge, like how much the books are going to cost and, you know, all the little extras that they're throwing in, which, I mean, it's nice, but, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Well, ballpark, I'll throw it to the, to both of you. What do you, what are you expecting this MSRP to look like? Uh, bucks. I was going to say between 80 and 100. No I'd way, man. You know, I'm, I don't, I'm thinking I don't, like 99 euro, which is what 137. One, one thir- I I don't dispute that it could be more. I just think I'm hoping a hundred dollars. I I think I'm saying well, a hundred dollars is reasonable for the new stuff, but it's like this is going to be what our sixth version of Dawn of the Dead. Well. You know, depending on how many, but I'm just saying how many different versions of Dawn of the Dead have we bought already? I mean, I know that comes with being a fan in that territory, but, and there's actually. Who are you talking to? (laughs) Exactly. Well, I'm just saying, okay, not us. Exclude you two from that as a normal Dawn of the Dead fan, you know. The top shelf up there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to see my shelf. How many versions, no, how many separate versions, not copies, versions do you own? Official versions. You guys should know this, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, how many? Uh, well, I mean, between the, I mean, there's only three actual versions of the movie. Right, so. of this film. I meant release of actual officially licensed r- releases. The Blu-ray, there was only ever one in America, right? And that yeah, was, the, the theatrical. The Anchor Bay. That was the first right. Blu-ray I ever purchased before that, I even well, had a player. That's it. You bought it before you had a player. That's that's oh, the yeah. dedication. Oh, I had done on Laserdisc for like twelve years before I got a Laserdisc player. So, and I have the Betamax version, but no Betamax. You Same, have the beta- but I'm still trying to get a Betamax. One of these. Well, I have a couple yeah. of a couple of uh, Betamax in the garage that don't work. Yeah, there's got to be a way to repair this. You just got to find out what's not working. Right, exactly. You guys. What are you working on? I don't have that one yet. We were just talking about that last week. I've got that one. This is this is the premiere. That's the best release. Yeah, I love this. I got this for a song. It was like thirty dollars on the aftermarket, which or on the secondary market, which is not. Yeah. And like the lobby cards still, or the little poster cards. Yeah. They're still sealed. It's got the poster. The Ita- Have you seen the Italian version, though, Blasi? Uh, yes, but I don't have it. Vampire? Um, Vampire? Yeah, I, I, I actually dug the Italian version with the different with the different score as well. I, I it's mean, interesting. Original, yeah, the original was my favorite, but... It'd be I a lot more cool. watchable. I've always considered going back and, uh, and splicing in the English dialogue. Make it a hell of a lot more watchable. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Doing, but, you know, doing, it's interesting. The music really adds a different flavor to it. Yeah, it does. That's why I really liked the soundtrack in, um, or I liked the score in the Italian version for some reason, just a lot better. Some there was a, um, I just found. Uh, I'll send you guys the link if you haven't seen it. But there's this. Um, it's from a few a few months ago, I think. But there's a YouTube user, Dark Angel. And he posts his entire collection of, you know, crazy DVDs. He's based in UK, but he actually did a 
like comparison side by side comparison of all the dawn openings i don't know if you've seen that yet Mm -mm. he took all the dawn of the dead openings and like broke them down and there's that there's a real weird one that i've never known i think it's in the it's not the japanese one i think it was oh okay so you mean just the opening credits like the the opening opening with like fran because a lot of them have the blue Mm filter. they do they do like a blue filter like freeze yeah which is weird but they did one um i think it's a uk home video release where it's actually and you may own it but they pause and have a title card that says dawn of the dead but it's the title card from the trailer from day of the dead Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really weird. Hmm. Hmm. I yeah, know, I've think, never seen that. Yeah, I'll I'll send you the link. It's pretty cool. Well, it's 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 pretty cool to show. It's pretty cool to come on here and talk to Dawn of the Dead experts and teach them something or show them something new. So that's <laughs> that's a <laughs> Well, what but you're yeah, talking say- about sounds familiar, but I, I think it's been a minute since I've seen it, and then probably. Could have used an update since the, I, I mean I, I I recall what you're talking about, but it's been a minute. And like I said, me and Matt, uh, we've probably forgotten more than most people know about. I, Dawn, I, was, so. I, was, I was just gonna say that was your nice way of saying I've forgotten more shit about Dawn of the Dead than you'll ever know. <laughs> <laughs> well, because does it show like the intros, like the Thorn EMI video that, or is it just the actual intro of the movie? No, it's the intro. It's the Fran. It's the shot. It's the shot with okay. Fran. So obviously, right. in the international cut, there's the different music. But in different home releases, like I said, in the UK release, I think they said in the initial UK release, there's a title card that reads "Dawn of the Dead," but it it's somebody spliced in the title card from the Day of the Dead trailer, which I thought was the weirdest thing ever. But it was it was hilarious. I don't think I have seen this. This sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah I'm not familiar pretty- with that. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. It's pretty neat. So that shows you you can love a movie. Drop for, this in the drop it in the group if you can if you think about it. Sure, I can. I'll, I can find. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, check. It. Tell me more messages from Pittsburgh. Signals, Signals from Pittsburgh. Yep. <laughs> We, we, we will pip it for we you. Froze, we froze. We froze well. Signals from Pittsburgh once every uh, you know couple couple times a month. And oh yeah, he is frozen. Yeah. Well, I heard yeah. some clicks there for a second. I thought he was uh, just trying to locate the video, but no, I, I, I'm I love that kind of stuff. I love comparison videos. I remember uh, there was a back in the heavy fan edit days, there was a version of like the, the early star Wars films that had like the different version, you know, a version on top and a version on. Ah, that would be actually pretty damn cool. And somebody ought to do that. A version of, uh, I guess it would just be the, what extended and Argento, uh, just have one on top of the other. And you can just see when things go missing. You have the blank screen. Anyway. Yeah. You no, that'd, be, like that'd that? be pretty neat. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that, Don. I mean, not that I'm looking for it, but now, you know. No, I'm I mean, gonna... like, just in general, like the Star Wars or any other. I uh, just watched one the other night. My son wanted to, was watching Star Wars stuff on, on YouTube, and we watched uh, on uh, A New Hope, and they were doing it. It was actually like a two-part video. It was like 25 minutes going over, like, all the differences. It was pretty neat to see it side by side because, I mean, 
you know, I don't own the unaltered trilogy on any format. So it's not like I've, I've seen it. Unfortunately, you know, most of my viewings have been, you know, the 97 or 2011, you know, re re edits. So it was kind of neat to go back and be like, Oh, I don't even remember watching this, but I remember watching it as a kid. And you don't, you don't pick that stuff out when you're, when you're a teenager, you don't start looking at that until you don't have it or you have the ability to go back and watch two different versions. Right. All right. Well, that was awesome. Bringing Will on. That's uh shoot. We got a nice hour worth of content. Let's yeah. get back. So we, I think we were talking about the episode 12 premiere. I think we pretty much wrapped that up though. We had talked about the content there and uh, everybody that debuted uh, yesterday. Uh, so it'd be April 8th. We have another episode in the can that I just uh, actually wrapped up editing right before we hopped on this live video. And this, like I said, this is mainly just to test out the uh, functionality of this. But And again, it's been so long since we mentioned it. Uh, once again, just want to mention there is a live show. We're going to do a live show this April 11th, this Saturday at 5 p.m. So we want everybody to show up and... Actually, if you're interested in hopping on the video like Will just did, uh, just send us a message or send me a message or Matt a message, and uh, we'll arrange for you to come on for a bit and, uh, and wrap with us, and, and we'd love to have you on. Uh, again, this Saturday, April 11th at uh, 5 p.m. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, April – I'm sorry, episode 13 just finished editing, and we actually have a pretty big – interview that uh matt actually secured for us and a really clutch interview i'm gonna let i'm gonna let matt take it away why don't you talk about uh who we've got for episode 13 so for episode 13 uh, again wgon we like to touch on the stories and the people that you don't always hear about so we were we were talking off air and I said, Hey, why don't we, you know, let's cover some of let's cover this range of movies from the late eighties to the nineties. And, you know, we were looking, I said, well, who could we talk to? And I said, Hey, how about Everett Burrell? Uh, Cause Everett is, is a big poster in the uh, one night of the living dead, 1990 fan group. And he had done a big dump of photos from his private collection that he had found in a shoebox. And I reached out to Everett, uh, actually it kind of coincided. A friend of mine had talked to Everett and had mentioned, uh, the potential of coming on the podcast. So when I reached out to Everett, he remembered talking to my friend Taylor and, and he was very gung ho, uh, from the start. And we got Everett on the phone for probably almost 90 minutes. I think the, the interview kind of clocked in just under 90 minutes. So coming up in episode 13, you're going to hear Everett Burrell talk about doing special effects for monkey shines, uh, Dark Half, Night of the Living Dead, 1990, uh, a lot of good tidbits, uh, uh, Two Evil Eyes, uh, stories that, you know, you might know, and a lot that that I didn't even know and Eric didn't know as well. And, you know, we kind of give Everett the floor, and he really goes in-depth on a lot of stuff. And, you know, super awesome guy. Uh, it was very cool to talk to him, uh, especially about that little run of work that he did with George, starting with Day and, and going all the way through to, to Dark Half. And, yeah, I think you're going to I think you guys are going to be surprised by uh, what you hear. And, you know, I hope to have Everett back on. We even mentioned to him there was a lot of stuff we didn't get it to cover. And a lot of stuff came up that I think we kind of went around back with a little bit. So we're going to look to maybe have Everett on at a later show sometime this year. But, yeah, I think you guys will like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he, he did leave that door open for us. So, you know, you never know how these interviews are going to go. So you always keep the, the initial questions kind of broad based and generic. Just want to make sure you, you know, you get your coverage and, and, you know, us being a Romero centric podcast, we front loaded everything with Romero was Romero related projects. And then we're able to ask about a few things on the back end, but yeah, but without us even asking about it, he, he left the door open for a future interview. And so that's going to be, you know, he could, I can already tell you, we're going to hit him up again because, uh, you know, between day two evil eyes, monkey shines, night of the living dead, dark half. Um, Matt says it all the time. I'll, I'll say it this time that, that those are the films that really, don't get a lot of attention um, and probably have the most information out there to discover. So it'll be nice to, to have him as a resource. So he'll be our, our uh, kind of our second half of Romero <laughs> career, uh, Dubinsky, if you will. So. <laughs> Another show, Tom Dubinsky, everybody. <laughs> but the, uh, the interview went really well. And, uh, and yeah, no, I was very pleased with it, listening back to it tonight. And, uh, and yeah, we, we, we could certainly dig deeper at a later date, and, uh, and I hope we could do that, as well as Tom Dubinsky as well. We keep talking about it. We need to just go ahead, just, just <laughs> go ahead and get it on the books. <laughs> and if anybody out there is uh, watching right now has any questions for, for Tom Dubinsky, please let us know. Yeah, one thing we um, we say in episode 12, if you guys you know haven't listened to it yet, but shoot us an email, wgonradio at gmail.com. If you guys have questions you want us to read on air, suggestions for guests or topics or anything that you want us to talk about, let us know. We're, we're kind of open and kind of fluid with, with some of the, the topics, you know, outside of, of the interviews and the Dawn of the Dead minute, we try to be kind of open with, with kind of whatever falls in our lap. And, you know, some episodes are going to be just interviews. Um, Probably episode 13, I think, will just be the entire interview because it, it spans almost 90 minutes. Um, and there'll be episodes without interviews. And there'll be times where, you know, depending, the Dawn of the Dead Bennett might take up the entire the, the entire episode where we have other topics to cover. So anything you guys have and suggestions that you want us to talk about, um, you know, there's always topics that Eric and I want to get into, you know, the memorabilia stuff. You know, we'll talk about, you know, any of the conventions that, that are coming up or any news regarding any, uh, you know, Romero alumni that, that comes up that we can share just to keep everybody informed and kind of help everybody support their work and, and their endeavors. So let us know what hey, you guys think. If anybody's think. got any uh, neat collectibles and wants to come on, this would be a perfect venue for that. We'd love to see what you got. And maybe that's something uh, me and you could maybe, you know, Got a couple items on uh, for this April 11th show. Maybe talk, you know, if it's as long as it's reasonably sized, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we can, you know, hold it in front of the camera. But um, yeah, I'll I'll broadcast from the Romero section of my uh, my den. It's actually over my left shoulder. There's a small small inlet of a room back there that that houses all of my Romero, my Romero stuff. So maybe I'll broadcast from there. So everything is. With, is pretty much within arm's reach that I'll uh, be able to grab if we decide to talk about something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we're not real sure what the format's going to be um, for, uh, for the Saturday show, but uh, yeah, that, you know, 
open forum and if you guys have anything you want to discuss by all means uh we'll give you the floor and heck if uh if we know you well enough we'll bring you on the damn video <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh yeah i have wood um actually that's where i'll be broadcasting in front of <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> i have a little setup back there so yeah no so saturday should be pretty good um we'll have some topics that you know we'll kind of cover but again kind of kind of loose format, you know, wrap a little bit earlier in the day. So we're, we're a little bit fresher and it's not so late at night and try to get some of the uh, UK folks on. Uh, I know a <laughs> friend of the show, Norman England, will just be waking up again in, in Japan. So maybe uh, if he rolls out of bed, you know, we'll get him to come on or something, you know, just to, just to see what we got. Like you said, we're going to try this, exactly. you know, every, you know, every once in a while, you know, whether it's once a month or every so many weeks, just to just to have a, a a place to come and hang out, you know, especially while we're uh, <laughs> while we're quarantined. Yeah, and then you know we found this. Go ahead and pimp Streamyard a little bit. Uh, Matt found this with uh, dealing with some other folks on an interview, and uh, I am I'm psyched. I mean the the interface here it's super simple. Um, you know, even just if we could just have the, the, you know, if we have the uh, images of the people in there and their names, that would be a riot to be dropping these comments on screen. But uh, yeah, we'll have but, to uh, figure a way to, because like when I was on uh, Cameron's podcast event, uh, when when I was I was hosting my forum, I could look over and I could see everybody chatting with their names, so I knew who it was. So I know there's a way to do it again we'll get it figured yeah, out we're, yeah we're getting there we'll we'll have a way to to you know make this fun and you guys can obviously see who's saying what i you know what i wonder oh no no i was thinking i was like oh they're they're commenting on facebook uh they were doing that the other night but again yeah this is this yeah. is a pretty neat little kind of little plug-in um i think anyone that watches this i think this has to be used with chrome uh for them to use it on their desktop now i know will will logged in on his phone so that should be fine so you know but if you're watching from your desktop i think chrome uh, according to Streamyard, is the preferred browser okay uh, for them at this point but again we got a couple of days we'll go back through and read some of the fine print and and see what we can uh figure it out <laughs> Who is saying this? <laughs> That's Will. <laughs> you know, if it lasts for more than four hours, you should see a doctor. So I highly suggest you go see your primary care physician and uh, tell him that I gave you wood two years ago and you still have it. Well, all right. Well, all right. I, I will. Uh, yeah, I will go ahead and vote this entire session as a success. We brought on a third user. Uh, there's been no major hiccups. We've got these cool banners uh, and such uh, going on. I mean, I, I love it. And I tell you what, I'll probably go ahead and drop this as uh, you know, just a little uh, side app. Uh, go ahead and make it available on the. Uh, go ahead, shoot, put it on the YouTube as well. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, call these, you know, uh, op-eds or whatever you want to call them. You know, these are just nice little, nice little things for people to come up with, you know, stumble upon and, you know, just have, you know, you got an hour, hang out. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, this will be WGON traffic report for uh, April 9th. So. Cool, man. God, I can't believe we got an hour 20. I thought we were going to do like seven <laughs> or eight minutes. And well, then, you know, uh, Will comes on, and when you start talking wrestling, you mark out a little bit. And, yeah. You know, you, <laughs> you get sidetracked talking about wrestling, but that's okay. And that, and that'll be fun to do on his show, Signals from Pittsburgh. Yes. Uh, I, I'm excited. I, I just thought of that, you know, calling a uh, a show on the fly. And, oh, my God. Oh, there's Eric. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I lost Eric. Who am I talking to right now? <laughs> yes, we're still having fun learning this this little bit of technology. And I wonder, you know, you're doing that. I wonder if you could put a banner or something like in that in that black portion, right, you know, right up there. Hmm. Well, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll get it figured out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, you, you, we, you guys wrapped up the wrestling time, uh, wrestling talk just before I uh, threw a uh, banner up there saying wrap up the WWE horse shit or something. <laughs> 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 or, or wrap up the WWE horse shit, question mark? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, this, uh, who's saying widescreen? Wealthy over there? I think Wolf that's well. Wolfly. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a way to for when you guys come on to figure out how to get your uh, your names to show up so everyone knows who the hell they're talking to. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we had Will's face there with that, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We'll appreciate you guys tuning in, and we are definitely going to try and do more of these and have more of a format. This was really just to test out the technology, and you can see we've gone shit an hour and 20 minutes. That's almost the length of one of our usually usual podcasts. So I think the experiment has gone well. I think so. It was fun. All right, guys. Yep. We'll see you Saturday at five o'clock Eastern time. All right, guys. See you then.